What's up, Steeler Nation? How's it going? Welcome to the Steelers Q&A. I've got a special guest with me tonight, my little girl Callie. And Callie had something she wanted to say to you guys. What do you want to say, Callie? Let's <laughs> say, what's up, Steeler Nation? What up, Steeler Nation? All right. Good job. Welcome to the Sunday night Q&A. Um, we are back on Sunday night since it's a Monday show. And I've got another special guest with me who's going to do more than just say welcome. This is my good friend, Shannon White. Welcome back to another show, Shannon. Thanks for joining me on Sunday again. Had a, a one-week uh, hiatus from Sundays. Uh, it'll jump back to Saturday mornings again after this week. But seeing it's a Monday night game and a good game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, needed to do this on Sunday night to get the questions answered before a big time matchup. How you doing, man? I'm sorry, Shannon. I'm having trouble hearing you. Man. Uh, I had the mute on. Okay. <laughs> I was I was trying to get not y'all not to hear me cough earlier. I but, got you. Uh, no, thanks for having me on. Yeah, and uh, I'm nowhere near as cute as your first guest, but <laughs> I love it when you you teach the kids when they're young and teach them right. So that was I loved that. That was heartwarming. Yes, absolutely. And she she just wanted to be on Daddy's podcast one time, so I was like, "Hey, yep, yep. let's do it." Um, she's getting into football a little bit. She's been watching some Red Zone with me today, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, so getting her engaged in it, and uh, just wanting to have a good time all together as a family. Now, Shannon, this is one of two weeks out of the year that are very special for my family because I happen to have married a Browns fan. And so um, when I told her that I picked the Browns to win this game in my appearance on Jeff's Let's Ride podcast on Friday, she couldn't believe it. But I think that there are some, uh, how would you put it? There are some, some worries that the Steelers uh, might come off a tough loss to San Francisco and look flat again. Let me get your thoughts, though, just real quick on, do you think that's going to happen, or do you think the Steelers kind of uh, know what they did and and they're ready to move forward and actually play like a, a competent football team? Well, on Wednesday night on Pump Your Breaks, I admitted that <clears throat> I was totally wrong in opening week because I thought the Steelers – with the home field advantage would come out and match up well with the Niners and it'd be a good game. And I thought the Steelers could pull it out, but uh, there was no home field advantage. Nope. Because people in attendance said it was about 60, 40 Steelers. So, and the Niners failed, had a lot more to cheer about. So they were much louder. Yes. Um, so really I was totally wrong this week. I don't know what to expect. I mean, this is a new team. There's so many new players. Yeah. And it's so many of the guys, like Cam Hayward, he's out. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson, he's out. Uh, Larry Ogajobi, he's dealing with an injury. So many of the guys that they were counting on are already injured. Uh, so you don't know what to expect. My biggest concern is, honestly, with the game plans. Yeah. Uh, they had almost three weeks to game plan for the Niners, and they come out with this, well, this we're just going to do what we do. Yeah. And we're not going to worry about matchups, and we're not going to worry about minimizing their strengths and uh and exposing their weaknesses they didn't even try any of that 
Yeah. And and it looked like uh you know a power five school playing a division two school. Yeah. It, it was did. it was no contest. So um on the pump your brakes, I my prediction was 20 to 13 Steelers. Okay. Now a lot of that's just coming from the heart. Yeah. It's coming from um I think TJ Watt's gonna be really up. Yes. Because uh Dwayne Jones said that he sees you know holes in his game and he's gonna be able to slow him down and uh but that doesn't even account for Alex Highsmith on the other right. side. So um but we don't know what to expect till we see it. It's gonna take a while for them to discover and implement an identity. Right. Yeah, it is. And you know, the season is, is young. We we've been saying that all week to console ourselves after <laughs> a miserable performance, but it's true. Um, and so I think that when you're talking division rival, and I think you saw that this week as well, uh, when San Francisco traveled to Los Angeles to play the Rams, that was a tight game, but mm-hmm. consider this, those two coaches probably know each other better than any other two coaches in the league mm-hmm. because they literally developed in the same system together. They work together for years and years. Uh, it's the same branch off the same tree, you know, and so it's a division rival as well. And that's, and that's why you saw a close game against the 49ers who are the better team for sure. And they, they win the game, but um, you know, it's the Steelers couldn't hang with that because unfamiliar in familiarity with the opponent plus start of a new season with, with a bunch of new players. And I just think the, the snowball got rolling well before the week started. And maybe we were too in or wearing our black and gold glasses uh, mm-hmm. throughout the, the weeks ahead to, to see it, but um, this should be different. And so, it, you know, it's probably going to be a defensive struggle because the Browns come in to town with a much improved defense and the Steelers come into town with a, a completely unproven offense that is coming off maybe its worst performance in or since Buffalo or uh, Philadelphia last Mm -hmm. year. So you're talking about a team that's got to get rolling here. Um, Let's, let's start talking though about, you know, some of the the issues coming up this, this week. And if you have questions about this week, listeners, thank you for joining us on this Sunday night. Sorry that the show keeps bouncing around, but glad you're here. Um, you know, put those questions in the chats and we'll get to them. I think though that my premise for this show was, is week two actually a must win game for the Steelers after their uh, week one performance? So that's the big question here while we're waiting on some questions in the chat, Shannon, give your thoughts on that question. Is it a week two must win for the Steelers? In ways it doesn't even have to be a win, but the Steelers played a Niners team that have led the league in yards after the catch, I think three or four years running. And it's really not even close. <clears throat> so they come out. So what's their coverages? We're going to play soft zone and off man. Hmm. Uh, so in other words, it's pitch and catch. There yeah. was no resistance. And then once they got the ball, uh, there was problems. Yeah. Um, you have to, you know, with the Steelers being not, not playing until tomorrow, I watched a lot of football today. And I just yeah. watched the offensive concepts from these teams. And there's – it doesn't look anything like what the Steelers are running. Right. The route combinations. Um, the, they're just 
it, it was so juvenile against yeah. the 49ers yeah. that, you know, is it that the guys can't get open or are they running them all on the same side of the field? Yeah. Like they, all four guys was on the same side. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, every team that I watched today had a hot route on every play. Yes. So where if you get immediate pressure, somebody blows the block, whatever, you could get that ball out. Yep. And there's times Pickett don't have it. Right. And and so to me, whether they win or lose, one, we want to see them compete. <clears throat> we want to see them execute, yes. But what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Right. What comes first, the game plan or execution? Well, it's the game plan. Yep. And you have to have an adequate game plan to execute. So I'm hoping to see a huge step up because, like, this week, there's no doubt, you got to stop Nick Chubb. If, yeah. if you dare Deshaun Watson to beat you over the top, if he can, you take your hat off and you go back to the drawing board. But the one thing you can't do is let Nick Chubb run all over you. Well, yeah. if the Steelers come out this week and play like they did last week, they're going to play all nickel. Right. So, you know, again, this week, Montrevious Adams does not need to be in there. I agree with you. You need that. to have Keanu Ben. You need to have Brenda Fihuku. You need to have all four linebackers get Mark Robertson in there. Uh, Elijah Riley's a good tackler. Uh, Desmond King is a good tackler. You need to tackle and slow down that running game and live with what Watson can do. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of echoing some of the sentiments, you know, uh, in regards to this question, is it a must-win game? Evgeny Crosby says it's a must-win and uh, let's see, rolling down here to Sherry Richards says, yes, we have to win this week. Can't lose two home games in a row. That's very true. It doesn't look good. It, it doesn't help you in the in the standings at the end of the year as well. So, you know, getting wins at home is huge because that's where you have the advantage. And you've, you've got to take advantage of that situation. And when you don't, you put yourself in a hole. So let's but put don't up. don't you think that depends on – how you view this team with all these new faces in new places. Is this really a contending team, which I was buying in at the end of the preseason, yeah. but now I'm like, it's going to take a while for that offensive line to jail. Yeah. It's going to take a while for the rookies to get up to speed. Maybe this year is a building season, a prove it season for Kenny Pickett. Yeah. To, to, you know, for the Steelers and Mike Tomlin to figure out Matt Canada ain't the answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, there, there's things that can happen this year, guys, whether or not they win the Super Bowl, that will be a positive moving forward for the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. Yeah, absolutely. I tend to think for what the Steelers want, that they need to win this game. Like what, what they've, what they've been preaching coming in is that they are a contender. They view themselves that way inside that building and whether or not they end up being that if, if, if their goal is to contend in 2023, then they need to win this game and they need to beat a Browns team that's coming in with some injuries. They, they're probably not going to have Amari Cooper. Jack Conklin's already out the right tackle. Like you mentioned uh, kind of at the top of the show, TJ Watt going to feast on that. Um, Alex Highsmith does not have to worry about a Trent Williams this week. (laughs) So maybe he gets a little bit more work. And I have to say, I'm not super worried about the defense overall for the course of the season they got blasted by a san francisco team that just had the ball the whole game and the steelers offense did nothing to help them out so you know if you spread out those first five drives for san francisco over the course of three quarters because your offense is doing something then you've only given up 20 points 
to the 49ers by the end of the third quarter, potentially. And your offense might have 14 points on the board and, and the blowout turns into not such a bad deal. You know what I mean? It, it's not 30 to seven and, and you're capitalizing on some of your own um, situations, but Kenny Pickett looked rough and they need to do a better job of, of getting him in favorable situations. Like you said, making sure that if there's a bad play, it's not, a sack it's a dump off for negative two because you actually have somebody to throw the ball to when mm -hmm. pressure comes and you don't have to just <clears throat> figure it out as much as we want him to be Kenny Pickett is not Ben Roethlisberger not yet and Roethlisberger thrived in those types of situations Roethlisberger was a creator Kenny Pickett needs some structure around him at least that's what I'm seeing so far we'll see what they can do this week let's pull up a question our first question from Afton for it. Thank you, Afton, for joining in. Do you see them targeting Mount Washington in the red zone this week? If they get in the red zone, I sure <laughs> hope they do. Uh, I would love for Mount Washington to get involved all the way up and down the field in the passing game. There were some times he was open, Shannon, on that all 22. And I think even when he's getting covered, he needs to get targeted. Maybe with Deontay Johnson out this week, the Steelers – throw the ball to some of these guys because they're forced to. And maybe that goes to show them if, if those guys end up making plays, maybe that, Oh, we need to get these guys involved even more, even when Deontay Johnson gets back. What do you think about Mount Washington? Is he the difference maker potentially in the red zone that you would, you would choose to target or are you looking elsewhere? Well, I think that Mount Washington is a huge difference maker, but I'm valuing his run blocking. Yeah. Because here's the thing, this team, this team was built to establish the running game and for everything to play off of the running game. I believe what happened is they had such a great preseason and all them splash plays, they're like, well, we've accelerated this process and now Kenny Pickett's ready to take that next step. And they come out and the, the game plan was not to establish the run. And they thought they yeah. were going to catch the Niners not prepared. Well. The Niners set the tone physically immediately. Yeah. And you've I'm seen sure. the Steeler players kind of pull back. I mean, they 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 were some monster shots. Warner hit uh Fryermuth and he had Harris on at the right at the the line. Yeah. When he plugged that hole. And that's about the hardest hit I've seen on Harrison. It yeah. shook Harrison up. He had to go out for a little while. And you yeah. know how tough Harris <laughs> is. Harris yeah. is tough. So yeah. um I want to see Washington in there. Because they're having some trouble with Dan Moore played really bad. Yeah. Well, if you have Washington next to you, that's like a, a third tackle. Yeah. And and so I would like to see him in protection. I'd like to see him in run lucky because they have to establish the run to open up everything else. They have a right. lot of skill position weapons. Washington is one of them. Yeah. But they have to establish the run to open that up. Right. And – Right now, Pickett is, as you said, he's not ready to carry this team. And he is not going to throw 50-50 balls to anybody other than George Pickett. So even if Washington has a huge size advantage, I think Pickett's kind of leery in the red zone to throw it up to him. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you got to you got to earn the trust of yeah. your quarterback yeah. in those types of situations. So maybe uh, I, I think back to Pat Fryermuth in his rookie year against the Browns where uh, Roethlisberger threw it in the back of the end zone and Fryermuth like tipped it to himself mm -hmm. and caught mm -hmm. it twisting away. And I think 
you know, that was kind of his moment where Roethlisberger figured out, oh, I can throw it to this guy and it doesn't matter how covered he is. He's going to, he's going to make a play on the football and uh, maybe he'll catch it. But if not, it's not going to be a pick. This he's the, he's the stronger handed one in this situation. He's the guy I can trust here. Um, you know, it, Washington's going to need to have a moment like that potentially for what you're saying to happen. Uh, let's, let's pull up another question here. This one's kind of a, uh, a negative you could consider it a negative i guess but mm-hmm. um two girls one stanley cup says do you see kenny pickett starting all 17 games if not bench your injury shannon your thoughts i think if he doesn't play all 17 games i'm really hoping that it's injury and yeah. hopefully nothing serious because it would be very bad for pickett's development at this stage uh because right now we're already having fans that's calling for Trubisky or even Rudolph. And, you know, it's one game, but we're right. already seeing it. The yeah. overreaction, which the Steeler Nation, we're great at it. But Pickett needs to establish – we know he's a game manager with some clutch tendencies. Yep. Now he needs to take it to the next level. And he has more talent this year. Uh, you couldn't really tell it on Sunday. Uh, the offensive line really was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like I said, there wasn't a lot of times when there was guys open, Pickett missed them. Uh, it, it was just everything was out of sorts. So we're going to talk that up as one week. But yeah. if, if let's say Trubisky comes in and he does good and they win, then you're going to have – and no team does good with the quarterback controversy. No. So I'm hoping that Pickett, you know, steadies this year and, and that he's the full-time starter. Uh because if not, the stores are going to have to go another direction because the answer is not already on the roster. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My reason for going with the Cleveland Browns in my picks this week was that I think the offensive struggles are a little too much to overcome in one week. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not saying that they can't overcome those issues and be, and get to a place where they're a competent offense. I, I do think they can get there, even if Matt Canada's scheme is lacking to a point. But, you know, if w- one thing you got to consider here is if, if the Steelers have success on offense this year at some point, then Matt Canada's coming back, you know, and if they make a, a playoff run or something like that, and, and it's because the offense has increased what they're doing, then Matt Canada's coming back. So what do you want there, Steeler Nation? <laughs> you know, do you want Canada coming back? I guess you you'd have to say, well, if if the offense looks good, then we don't mind uh, him coming back. But you know that's something to consider there. I see Kenny Pickett starting all seventeen games if he doesn't get hurt because this is his team. It's it's his year. He's he's not he gets a long leash, and the leash is this whole season at the very least. So we'll see how that that plays out for sure. But uh, definitely. Uh, something to watch. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and uh, answer more of your questions here on the Steelers Q and a thanks for tuning in. If you're listening live, we're not going anywhere as usual, but if you're listening on audio, take a listen to a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. We're back here on the Steelers Sunday night Q and a this week. And we're talking a little bit of Steelers and Browns answering your questions and chatting it up, uh, Shannon wanted to go back to a topic we were talking about earlier of uh, Darnell Washington. And I made the joke uh, to a friend the other day that the two best 
offensive tackles on the Steelers might be the two Georgia boys, Broderick Jones and Darnell Washington, but one of them plays tight end. And that, and that's kind of funny, but not funny. But I just thought, uh, you know, uh, in, in a way, Darnell Washington is, might be a better blocker than a core four or Dan Moore jr. Uh, especially in the run game where he just mauls mm-hmm. people. And so uh, just a, a funny aside there, but um, let's go to a, a question here about another tight end. We've got uh, this one from Afton as well. Do you think Muth's injury decreases the number of targets this game? We'll see. Uh, in my opinion, I think that he's, it, it's part of a timeshare or let, <clears throat> let's, let me put it this way. There's a lot of mouths to feed in Pittsburgh. We knew that was going to be the case to start the season but you're missing Deontay Johnson this week. So maybe that increases. I think it probably goes out in the wash, but I, I think the Steelers would be the Steelers would be wise to utilize Muth in the middle of the field like they did against Buffalo uh, after the, the punt return that set him up. That that's his game is is the seams and stretching the field there. That's where his athleticism shines. So I think if anything, even if he's a little banged up, he needs to get more targets. So I don't know if that comes out in the wash in your opinion here this week, but let us know. Yeah, I'd like to see him get work out of the slot, you know, start up in line and then, and then you know, line up off ball. Uh, you, you know, it's a Bruce Sternum. I mean, he got hit right in the, the sternum. Yeah. I mean, I was shocked. Oh. I was afraid that he was, he was out. I thought but it was ribs, back, broken tough. ribs, yeah. Yeah, and and with him, I know he's tough. I just don't want to ever see him get hit in the head because that's what scares me. But, yeah. um, you know, again, I I want to see more 12 personnel to establish the run. Yeah. And, you know, they can play off of that. Everything plays off that. Play action, misdirection, work in the middle of the field. That wasn't there suddenly. And it just got yeah. away from them so fast that – until they went to the basically the no huddle, they didn't move the ball at all. And then that long run in the the second play of the second half, that straw that broke the camel's back. So, but yeah, I think that I think that Muth is not that badly injured. It's more just pain management at this point. And yeah. so I, I expect him to receive quite a few targets with Deontay Johnson out. Yeah, especially with no designation. Usually the Steelers yeah. will designate somebody who's still in pain or still having some issues because of the injury. Usually they'll designate them as questionable at the very least. They're typically very um, open about those types of situations. I, there have been times, uh, Shannon, where the questionable list is half the roster, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you're just like, man, what? who's playing and who's not? I, I think all these guys are probably going to end up playing. But um, no, I think – the biggest key this week is is establishing that run, and that's just something the Steelers never could do. Like I mentioned this on Jeff's uh, Let's Ride podcast on Friday as well. If you missed it, check it out. It's a great show. Um, <laughs> that you know, even if it even if it doesn't work on the first drive necessarily, you've got to put the ball in the hands mm-hmm. of your ball carriers and let them let the Browns know that that is a part of your your game, and. You know, the best offenses, the best coordinators out there, they stick with the run. I don't know if you got a chance to to watch um, the Falcons and Packers game from Sunday, but the Falcons were down two scores in the second half, and they're still running the football. And I know that's their MO, but Mm -hmm. you've got to run the football, especially on an offense that is predicated on 
using those running looks to set up some of the passing concepts. So you gotta turn around and hand the ball off. This has to be a big game for Najee Harris, I think, if uh, the Steelers are gonna to be successful. What do you think? Oh, um, the Falcons. That's their identity. They're yeah. fully committed to running the ball. And as you say, everything plays off that. So you had guys like uh, Desmond Ritter and Sam Howe and, and other, you know, quarterbacks, Ian Kitty and Purdy's class that had good games today. But if you notice, both of them had running games. And nobody usually sees a sophomore quarterback, a second-year quarterback, be successful with no running game. And then that makes it even worse on those struggling offensive tackles. Yeah. Because with that second half, everybody knew they were throwing. And then it was speeding your ears back. I guess maybe the best front four, yeah. them or the Eagles in the NFL. So, you know, that, that was just a recipe for disaster. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wish the Steelers, because they're built to do that, they have to fully commit to that running game. Yes, absolutely. Along those lines, Steelers Freak says this game is about stopping Chubb and getting our own running game going. If they can't, the Browns will put heat on picket. The line and running backs have to produce and take the pressure off. Fantastic analysis, Steelers Freak. You should be on this show. (laughs) Took the words right out of my mouth. This is exactly why you run the football. And, you know, breaking it down in its simplest terms, if you stop Nick Chubb and you run the football successfully, and if you're Pittsburgh, you win on Monday night football. That is all there is to it. Sometimes... Sometimes it's just as simple as simple can be for a winning performance. And uh, obviously you don't want to turn the ball over or anything like that, but you've got to, you've got to shut down Nick Chubb. I don't trust the, the passing game of Cleveland to do a whole lot in this game, especially with Amari Cooper probably out. So we will see for sure. But I think that you're looking at a two teams that are a little, uh, undermanned coming into this week mm-hmm. and uh, whoever whoever probably plays more sound football and does the basics right is going to win hopefully that is our Pittsburgh Steelers Shannon the biggest question I have had so far this week is uh, is was it Kenny Pickett or was it Matt Canada what was the issue in week one and I think that there's plenty of blame to go around to both parties, but I did see enough open receivers. I did see enough plays to be made that if Kenny Pickett was, was sharper, that that game would have at least been more competitive. So I think the the first thing in my opinion is Kenny Pickett needs to get rolling. Kenny Pickett needs to regain some of that confidence. And I don't think he's going to, he's going to be like super flappable from a, a week one performance, I think he's he's in control of himself enough to where he's not going to be, um, you know, it's not going to be a mental game for him. But he needs to clean it up a little bit and make the plays that are there because it Matt Canada is not going to out scheme the other team. So you got to make the plays that are there at the very least, and then hopefully uh, that's enough to win right now. So is that how you see it as well? Is this on Kenny Pickett more than Matt Canada at this point, or or? Where are you going with this? Well, as I said earlier, the game plan comes before execution. And you have to give the players uh, game plans that they can make plays and they can excel at. Uh, we know that Canada does not scheme guys open. Uh, these open receivers that we're talking about, in the NFL, that's considered open. Yeah. And 
you know, Pickett, once he got rattled, his timing was off, he started feeling the pressure because some of it was coming up the middle, which shocked me because I thought Samalu, Cole, and Daniels would shut that middle down. But some of it, you know, Samalu missed a couple of blocks. Yeah. Daniels missed a couple of blocks. And then that really, you know, you could tell the picket we've seen in the preseason, comfortable, confident, that was gone. Yeah. And then he his mechanics went out the window. Right. And he missed some throws that, you know, normally I believe he'll make. So, but I feel like if they, if Canada could give him a game plan that he can feel confident about going in, give him the hot read if there is immediate pressure, establish the running game and commit to it, I believe we'll see a rebound performance from Kenny Pickett. But to me, it's just like I always say, the head coach is responsible for everything. Yeah. And an offensive coordinator is responsible for everything that happens on offense. Yeah. And I and I just I do not think even if the guys that have played that there's you know played much and executed much better, there's any comparison between the game plan we see from the Niners or all around the NFL today and the game plan we've seen in week one from the Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I look across the league and I didn't see on Sunday any any real ineptitude on offense, even from some of the rookie quarterbacks and, and teams seems like schematically everybody is further ahead. And that's a problem if you're Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. um, I think it was Afton here who asked this. Yeah, it was. She said, why don't we have somebody who can create unique, effective schemes? That's the question <laughs> we've been asking for three years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll continue to ask probably throughout the remainder of this season. If everything's hard, Shannon, uh, even if you're if you're completing passes and and it's hard all the time, uh, there's something wrong with the scheme. So yeah, you know, as much as I said it was Kenny Pickett that needs to sharpen up. If everything's hard for him, then it, you know that's that's most definitely on the offensive coordinator. I wanted to pull this up here um, from Pittsburgh Toddy eighty six. Tomlin is ten and two after blowouts of twenty or more points. So something to consider there. That's a, a, a fantastic stat that I did not know. 10-2 and two after a, a blowout loss. This is happening at home on Monday Night Football where I believe Mike Tomlin is undefeated in his career as well. So it's not all doom and gloom for the Steelers. And if, if there's one thing that I think the Steelers have shown that they can do against Cleveland, it's that uh, they can run the football and that Najee Harris has shown to have success. Cleveland's interior is better this year, but there's still some room for for getting upfield. And I think if the mm-hmm. Steelers' offensive line on the interior can be better this week, then they have a shot to to run the football. Um, is this is this a bigger Najee Harris game though for you, Shannon, or is this a Jalen Warren game for you? Uh, I think it would be a Najee Harris. Najee Harris has had success against Cleveland in the past. Um, we've seen the week prior, the Browns' defense looked really good. Uh, it was a monsoon. Uh, Burrow missed the whole preseason, still dealing with that calf injury. Yep. Uh, they had no timing. They did not commit to the running game at all. Right. And, you know, again, they become one-dimensional, just like the Steelers did. So uh, if the Steelers can establish hairs, um that will make Warren more effective when he does come in. Yeah. Because, you know, we know Warren offers so much uh, as far as he's more explosive. You know, he, once he gets the ball in the open field, you know, he's more, much more capable of making a big play. 
And yeah. both of them are so strong and tough, and they fight yeah. for the next yard. Uh, and ball security. Both of them have been very good that way. Knock on wood. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, I do think they, that Harris has got to be focal point and establish him and then play uh, Warren off him. Sure. I've I've uh, made the argument before that maybe you reverse that and you let Jalen Warren play a little bit more early and hopefully then you're you're getting some more explosive plays early. And then in the second half, you just – run Najee Harris down their throats, you know, once they're tired and, and everything. But I mean, you know, you got to beat them up early too, if, if for that to work. So, uh, but I just think that, I think the creativity has to ratchet up some, a few notches as far as the running game goes. Um, I, I remember just sitting there watching Steelers versus nine, and we can all say the same thing and you can sit there and you go, Oh, that's a run. And then it's a run right up the middle. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's second and, and two, and they're under center, and it's a single back, and it's uh, two tight ends and uh, a split wide receiver. And it, just the look of, of the offense, it's like, oh, they're running it. Oh, look, San Francisco knows they're running it. Oh, look, there's no change out of this play call. And and they ran it for, for no gain. And so yeah. you, you know what's coming before it even happens with this offense. And – if we can do that sitting at home on our couches, mm-hmm. then Kyle Shanahan and uh, Steve Wilkes, they for dang sure can see it on the field yeah. as well. And um, the the Browns, there's no Joe Woods on this Browns defense anymore calling the defense. This is a been there, done that guy uh, coaching the Browns defense now, and his name for some reason is escaping me, but um, – I, I, Jim Schwartz is who it is. Mm. And and if there's one thing Jim Schwartz does is he goes places and defenses get solid, you know, and, and with a Browns team that has a lot of talent on that side of the ball, they're even explosive at times. And we saw that against the Bengals. So it, it, it's going to be so important for the Steelers to take advantage early and control this ball game, or they could find themselves in a dogfight that they're, they're not going to win. So uh, mm-hmm. very, a very big game for the Steelers here. Um, Shannon, I, I think we're going to start wrapping up here, but uh, let, let me get your thoughts on this Steelers Browns game and a prediction from you um, since I haven't heard one from you yet, but uh, well, I'm sorry. You said one at the very beginning, you said 20 to 13 Steelers. Yeah, yeah. So tell us how you get there though. Uh, and just explain that a little bit and we'll wrap this up. With your prediction and then my prediction, I'll give that and make everybody mad. <laughs> well, I, I think that it's going to start slow uh, uh, offensively for both teams. I think the defenses are going to be very effective and aggressive. I think that the Steelers are going to be more conservative uh, as far as really trying to stick to the running game. And uh, I think they'll put together a first down or two on some of these drives and then they'll stall out because it's gonna they're gonna have to establish that before they can open up the, the passing game without Deontay. Because yeah. Deontay's the guy that can get open anytime. And we seen in the beginning of the Niners game that Pickett kept trying to force the ball to him. I think he had six targets in the first quarter. And it was just like, but he was the guy getting open. And the one interception, he wasn't open. And then when he slipped, it was an easy interception. So I think that it's going to start out kind of slow. Uh, The Steelers 
I think we'll we'll score one uh, touchdown off a short field that their defense maybe a white strip sack, uh, and the stores will recover and score a, a short touchdown. Okay, uh, and then I think there's going to be a couple of field goals, and then the Steelers late in the the second half will score another touchdown. Um, maybe Fryermuth. Yeah. Uh, after they've established the run and, and maybe play action uh, from outside the red zone. But uh, I just believe that this defense is too fired up. They're too embarrassed with what happened last week. And I believe we're going to see a different effort level yeah. against a team that isn't as flashy and as confusing as the Niners. It's more mono and mono smacky in the mouth football yes and i think it matches up better with the Steelers' talent i absolutely agree here that was one of the points that i wanted to make was that the browns are a very north and south football team on offense especially in the running game and the steelers uh, they are specifically at the linebacker position built to defend a north and south running team and i think the all three afc north teams play that way in, in the running game the Bengals do that the Ravens are pretty straightforward now when it comes to running the football and the Browns do it it's north and south it's it's very uh downhill mm-hmm. running styles and if there's one thing that I'm pretty confident in about the Steelers defense it's that Landon Roberts Cole Holcomb Mark Robinson and Quan Alexander they can tackle downhill penetrate gaps and and stop running backs so that play that way the 49ers just spread you out too much for what the Steelers linebackers like to do and uh it was very evident last week so um I'm actually going to uh make a a 180 here Shannon Mm -hmm. and I picked on Friday that the Browns will win 19 to 17 but that was before the Amari Cooper injury Mm -hmm. and which is a big deal he's their best wide receiver by far He's mm-hmm. the he's their Deontay Johnson. He's the guy that gets open and gives easy passes to Deshaun Watson. Everybody else on that team, with the exception of Elijah Moore, is is a George Pickens, Pat Fryer yeah. style player. Yeah. They're contested catch guys. They're not going to get a lot of separation. Um, so in reality, these are very two or two very similar teams going up against each other. I think being at home gives the Steelers a little bit of an advantage now. And the fact that you are playing a team that you're more familiar with and that you understand how they like to play um, and that you match up better with them. I think the Steelers win a close one. I'm going to say that the Steelers win 17 to 16 in a one score game, very or a one point game, very close, maybe mm-hmm. a field goal to close it out. Not a lot of points. I'm done picking this team for 20 plus points until they actually do it. <laughs> I'm done, man. And so uh, I'm going to flip flop my pick there a little bit and calm down the the crowd a little bit. I had a guy threatening Blue Nose Steelhead, who I play uh, fantasy football with in the in the FFSN league. Shannon, you're in that one as well. Yeah. He yeah. said, "I will block you, Jeremy, if you pick the Browns." I'm serious. <laughs> so saving myself here a little bit from the blockage. But Shannon, any final thoughts before we head out? I Hope you had a great weekend, man. Yeah, I've had a great weekend. I'm really excited about the game yeah. uh, tomorrow night. The world, there will not be a Steelers hangover with the uh, the game, you know, start just a little bit after what our normal time would be. So uh, everybody can focus on getting ready for the, 
the big game and get your snacks ready and <clears throat> get your terrible towels ready. And, and I hope that the stands are full of black and gold. Yes. I do not ever want to see that crap that we saw last Sunday. Uh, that was embarrassing. And I hope to see a better representation from everybody at Actor Shore Stadium. Um, I really, win, lose, or draw, I believe uh, in Mike Tomlin. I believe in the culture. And I believe that they're going to get this thing turned around. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to have to see how long it's going to take. Right. But, yes. uh, but yeah, I hope everybody enjoys the game. And, and, and thanks for being here. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Steelers Q&A. Um, we will be bringing you all the Steelers content, as always, on the Steel Curtain Network and Fans for Sports Network. Uh, Shannon does a bunch of shows. I do several shows, and we're both writing on the website, fansforsports.com and steelcurtainnetwork.com. So be sure to check all of that out as you can. Go Steelers. We'll talk to you next week here on the Steelers Q&A.